This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 101. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Does this ever happen to you? You've just got a listing or just made a sale and you want to get 500 fully customized, just listed or just sold flyers out around your listing or sale. But there are issues. You have to send it to your graphics guy who wants 50 or 100 bucks or the person in your office who does this stuff is either away or busy. So you take the easiest way out and do nothing. Or let's say you want to drop a gorgeous looking fully customized flyer to promote your spring listing drive, but it costs money and takes time. Or what about a quick flyer drop to a thousand homes around your brand new listing to announce your neighbours only VIP open house for this coming weekend? Don't you think it's time there was a create and print on demand web-based solution just for agents that doesn't cost an arm and a leg and take days or weeks to produce? A couple of years ago, I started to see if it would be possible to build such a weapon. As a partner at Locked On, I knew all about the challenges of hiring developers to write code and create state-of-the-art software. I also knew how expensive it could be. And I'm talking hundreds of thousands that can quickly become millions of dollars. But I had a burning passion to get an easy-to-use and super-affordable design tool into the hands of agents. In fact, I wanted it to be so easy that if you knew how to post something on Facebook, you could use it. So I started to think outside the square. I approached my friend of many years, John Benitziotis, whom I consider to be one of the best marketing designers and webmasters going around, and I shared my idea. However, instead of hiring him to create a full suite of marketing templates and designs, I suggested we partner up and build it together. He liked the idea, but there was only one problem. We needed a developer. But fortunately, John knew just the guy. Josh Kolbach was initially reluctant because his programming and development company had too much business already. But John's a pretty good salesman, and after a bit of convincing, Josh came on board and we got busy. Or rather, John and Josh got busy while I sat in the back seat constantly asking, are we there yet? My business partner at Locked On and Best Agents, Aaron Shiner, and I had already created hundreds of marketing templates and ideas, so Aaron was a natural fit to join the team. And just like that, Jiggler was born. So let me fast forward to this week's meeting where Josh told us we're ready to launch in early December. I've lived and breathed this project from day one and it's amazing when something so ambitious starts to take shape and come together. I've been having a heap of fun playing with the launch version and I've made a video which I'll be posting to the show notes for this episode so you can see what the boys and I have built. Just go to topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 101. And if you'd like to be among the very first to sign up for a free account and experience Jiggler for yourself, go to Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. During my recent episode with John McGrath, he suggested I try to get an interview with a guy called Peter Chauncey. What you might not know about this podcast is that getting hold of top agents isn't always easy. They're seriously focused individuals who are very, very careful with their time. So let me define seriously focused and run Peter's numbers by you. He's got a recurring annual GCI of $4 million, 
He's the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales Salesperson of the Year. He comes in at number eight on REB's list of top agents for the last 12 months. He's number two in the McGrath Network, only eclipsed by Matt Steinwade for the number one position. He's done 113 sales in the last year. He has 6,000 contacts in his database, and I think that's a clue. And here's another clue, 70% of his business comes via direct referral. So I'd like to make a suggestion to help you get the most from this episode. Imagine you and Peter and I are meeting for coffee somewhere near your office, and we get to pick Pete's brain and fully understand the actions and career-making ideas behind his success. So he's about to share the essential actions we need to commit to to put us on a path to mirror his results. We're literally tapping into his systems and processes, but even more than that, he's going to take off the gloves and give us the unfiltered version of what really needs to happen to help us reach our goals. Listen out for that. I'm going to do my best to read your mind and ask the questions that you're thinking. I'm confident you'll find that the next 30 minutes and 17 seconds can set you up for a great finish to the year and help you plan a killer success blueprint for the coming 12 months. I'm excited to be releasing this special episode with one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Okay, let's do it. Well, Peter Chauncey, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are you doing? Thanks so much, Ray. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. You're a busy guy. Um, I think uh, we were just before we press record, uh, we were going through a number of your recent uh, accolades, Salesperson of the Year for uh, the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales. Congratulations. Um, Thanks, Ray. Thank you very much. Real estate business uh, in Australia ranks you at number eight and you're number two in the McGrath Network. That's not a bad uh, resume right there. <laughs> thank you kindly. Thank you. How long have you been with McGrath? Um, I have been with McGrath just over 13 years. Okay. Um, I've been in the industry for 14, so I've spent most of my time with McGrath. And you're based uh, Sydney's Lower North Shore. Average selling price, Peter? About $2 million. Okay, okay. What would you say uh, – here's a, here's a quick, easy question for openers. I just thought of it. What would you say is the uh, secret to your success? What are you doing that uh, that others aren't? Look, I think I think my my um, my real point of difference is my passion and my my love for what I do. I really I really love coming to work every day. I, I genuinely love helping people and dealing with different situations the whole time. And you know, I guess um, just having that responsibility on your shoulders that you you're normally the single most important in important person in in someone's life for a period of four to eight weeks while you're selling their home. So I guess I sort of thrive on that. You know that 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 pressure and and that involvement that you have with clients, but yeah, I would say overall, it's it's my genuine passion for for what I do and how I do it and how I approach things and you know and everything that we do in this business. After I finished uh, my one hundredth uh, episode, which was last week, um, and uh, with John McGrath, and when uh, I'd, I'd press stop on the uh, on the on the recording device on my computer. Um, John and I were chatting, and he said, "He said, I don't know if you've uh, if you've lined up anything, any future interviews with Peter Chauncey, but if you haven't, you've got to get him on the show. He's uh, he's a lovely human being, and um, he's just a terrific guy. So that kind of bears out a little bit, I guess. Uh, uh, um, you know, we we um, we get back what we give uh, often. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John's been a an, an amazing inspiration." For myself, both personally, personally, and at a business level. So, um, you know, having 
having known John for for 13 years and been particularly close to him for the last 10, um, he's he's really helped um, you know get my business to where it is today. So certainly a lot of thanks go to go to John. That's for sure. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's obviously a terrific mentor to uh, to yourself and many uh, other agents, just not in the McGrath Group, but uh, but Australia and New Zealand wide. And um, his uh, his influence is uh, is felt in in many areas by many people, and uh, a lot of people have got John to be thankful for, me included. Back in the early days, John showed us through his office, and uh, uh, boy, my brother David and I um, went to Sydney. And uh, it really opened our eyes and we went back to Melbourne and totally changed what we were doing and uh, in so many ways it, it helped us with our business. These, um, these, these awards that you've won, let's talk in terms of uh, GCI, Peter. What, uh, what sort of numbers do you need to be doing to, uh, to enjoy these accolades? Um, last financial year we did pretty much bang on four mil. Um, that was, that's, that's, that's my best year um, yet in the industry, so... Um, we did about 113 sales, roughly, about an average sale price of um, just under $2 million and an average commission just over 2%. Okay, okay. Is, is uh, are the commission wars uh, strong in the lower North Shore? Yeah, hugely. It's a really competitive market um, in this area. I've got, you know, a lot of competitors and, you know, the lower North Shore is full of, full of really good quality agents um, but yeah it's definitely very competitive in that space um, there, there are plenty of agents in my marketplace that that you know tend to charge half what we do so it's, it's a constant battle to try and keep your fee at a at what we sort of feel is a is a reasonable level for the service that you deliver so uh, it's certainly something that we're always working on and um, you know and something that you know that we we don't tend to give in on very often um, you know, it's um, it's obviously an important part of of any real estate agent's success. And if you sort of get into bad habits too often of reducing your fee, then you know you sort of send, tend to send yourself into a bit of a nosedive, and it's hard to get out of these sorts of things. So you've just got to yeah. stay disciplined and and focused, and you know, and and firmly believe you know what you're worth. Well, I guess the f- absolutely the fee reduction issue is probably, uh, in my observation. Not all, the, not all the time, but in many cases, the agent's inability to defend their fee and to offer any, I guess, dynamic and compelling point of difference in the market, something yep. like that. What, what would you say is your what? Why, why are people, uh, why are your clients choosing you and not one of the uh, many competitors in in your neighbourhood? Look, yeah, I mean, on the defence part, you know, we're always defending the fee, and and my view is that you know I don't have any you know amazing scripted dialogue around it. I think it's it's more about you know um, you know charging people a fair fee, all things considered, for the service that you deliver. I have an amazing team that that support me, and you know my view is that they're just as pivotal and just important in the equation as I am. So, you know, when I sort of go in. To a listing presentation, it's never just about me. It's about what everyone else is doing around me to to help the equation and to you know to, to produce the outcomes that we do. Um, but but ultimately, I guess you know my my ultimate point of difference is the fact that you know I've been working in my marketplace now for the current marketplace that I work in for just over ten years. We have you know close to seventy percent market share in that suburb, so we are now that agency that is sort of got that that go-to feel about us um but obviously we've got plenty of people that are 
that are biting at the heels um, that are trying to you know get that market share from us so you know never never get complacent um, you know always be really consistent with everything that you do I think that's really important and consistency to me is the most important word in real estate you know everything that you do day in and day out you've got to you've got to have a consistent mindset and a consistent attitude to you know to to produce the results um, but ultimately I think you know our point of difference is as I talked about earlier I, I generally love what I do and I think people can see that enthusiasm they can see that you know I really want to go the extra mile they can see that um, I generally love what I do and and you know I think that 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 confidence is instilled with them you know after we've you know um, had that initial one hour meeting or whatever it might be yep. you know I think that if you can connect with people the right way and obviously everyone's different and it's very much a people business you've got to build rapport you've got to re- build rapport you know differently with different people so there's certainly a skill to that and it's certainly something that you can learn and certainly something that you can come, become better at so I think now I've sort of got myself to a stage where, you know, I don't think I've got a perfect business, but I think I've got a, a pretty good business. So I'm always looking for ways to improve. But I think that the connectivity that you have with clients is is really important. How you, you know, start the conversation and and how you and starting off on the right foot. Um, we all go through listing presentations where we sort of feel like we. We, we didn't quite connect with that person and, and sometimes that happens and you, you can't connect with everyone the way you'd like to and, and sometimes it's just not meant to be um, and that's real estate. You've got to take the ups and the downs. Yeah, I guess it's probably more about your, your intuition and you know you know when you've delivered a listing presentation, um, I mean, you can ask some pretty good questions but you know kind of where you, where you stand. Um, take us back. Take us back to the start, like ten or, or so years ago, when you were just yep. getting getting established in in your area, uh, and you didn't have a seventy percent market share, and you didn't have have the momentum that you guys have got at the moment. Um, take us back to that to those days. How did you? How did you? What what, what did an average day for Peter Chauncey look like back then? Look, it was the hard yakker approach. Um, you know, I I um, I've got a. Um, I, I grew up in country New South Wales on a on a farm, so my father taught me how to work hard. So he always said to me, "Son, if you want something, you've got to go get it, and you've got to earn it." So yeah. that that's always been instilled in my head. So you know, I've always had a good work ethic. I've always been prepared to work long hours, and you know, I still work long hours today. You know, seventy to eighty plus hours a week is not uh, uncommon for me and 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 the team. Um, but but going back to the earlier days. You know, it was it was good old fashioned prospecting. It was knocking on doors. It was getting face to face with people. It was cold calling. It was doing all the stuff that people don't like to do. Yeah. So I sort of I sort of looked at okay, well, what are my competitors doing? And and at that point in time, I was competing with a couple of other agents that had been around a lot longer for me, were much more mature. Um, but I guess what what my point of difference was, I I had that you know that youthful enthusiasm, that confidence, that that real will to succeed, and you know, it was sort of like. You know, when I got into a door, when when I got an opportunity, it's sort of like I sort of always felt that that the client thought, well, maybe this is the sort of breath of fresh air that we've needed. You know, a different approach. You know, um, a bit more energy and enthusiasm about you know how I went about things. But initially, from a prospecting point of view, you know, I remember my first year breaking into my new marketplace. Um, you know, I. I'd knock on at least 100, 150 doors a week just trying to find new clients, connecting face-to-face, calling people after hours and just developing my database. Yeah. My database obviously started at zero like everyone else and we've now got 
five and a half, six thousand clients on our database. Most of them that we've we've now done business with in some way, either sold for them or they've bought through us or um, whatever it might be, or they've been referred to us. So we've now certainly got an attraction business. But you know, those first five years, it was it was hard going. Um, there was nothing easy. Um, you know, it it sort of took that first five years before things started to really really get successful and 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 you know you sort of really feel like that you've sort of started to to make it so i guess the message is um to, to those people that are listening that have got you know a smaller amount of experience you, you need to have some patience but you've also got to get out there you can't just sit there and, and wait for the phone to ring you can't just go and stuff letterboxes with with marketing material i mean that's part of it but you've got to get out there and you've got to connect with people face to face yep yeah, agree 100%. Would you say that there's a direct looking back and and I guess you mentioned just you've got 6000 clients that you're in regular contact with and I guess many of those clients would date back to the early days those contacts. Um, Correct. Would would you say there's a d- direct correlation between the number of contacts you have Peter and and the quality of 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 communication and your GCI? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we we certainly um, farm our database as well as we can. Um, you know, I think that we could perhaps step it up a notch, but obviously there's only so much time in every day and only so many days in a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, these days now, I would say that 70% of my business is is associated with someone that I've done business with before, uh, someone who's come to me as a direct referral, someone who's solved for me before. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's now sort of, you know, just really keeping in touch and, and making sure that I've I communicate with these people in my database on a regular enough basis so that uh, they don't feel like that I'm ever too busy or they're sort of lost in the, the space of, of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it does make sense because that's typically what, what the best agents are doing. I had uh, Adrian Bow on the show not too long ago and and he talked about the same thing with uh, the level of contacts that he's built in his business and, and, um, and, and the results that come from that. Tell me, uh, mm. how, how are you commuting? How are you communicating with with the people on on your on your database? Because I guess you know twenty or thirty percent would be a good open rate for email. So uh, uh, I'm often talking yeah. to agents and say, "Hey, how are you reaching out?" And they say, "Oh, we're emailing all the time." And I go, "Well, you know, you're not going to get a hundred percent connection. What what else are you guys doing to uh, to uh, make real commun- real communication and contact with uh, with your contacts?" Yeah, I mean, generally I've got, for the first 12 months after I, I put someone into my database, whether they've bought a property through me, sold a property, I've got the six, three, six, twelve rule, so I touch base at three months, six months, 12 months, yep. and then after that first year, the, the, the contact pattern then is every six months, um, or, you know, once they come onto my radar, if I think that they're looking at selling in the not-too-distant future, then obviously the contact starts to become more regular, so I guess it's a case-by-case um scenario depending on the the client and the situation but generally speaking if you're on my database I'm, I'm trying to make contact with you every six months as a as a general we do a bi-monthly newsletter so my view has always been not to bombard people with with e-information I think that they're more likely to unsubscribe or or not want to hear from you if you do it too often so we send something every two months just a market snapshot market update you know some interesting stuff what we're doing in the community um, all those sorts of things, even, you know, if it's something that I've done personally, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with sort of breaking the shackles that way. So people are sort of, people are sort of quite interested in, 
you know what's happening in the real estate space, but they're all sort of so also you know somewhat interested in in you as a person as well, particularly when they get to know you. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's that's my view that you've got to mix up the way you communicate with your clients. Um, but for me, it's predominantly email, phone, and face to face. And or you mentioned phone. That was my next question. Do you have a do you have a a daily number of targets or weekly or monthly number of targets of people that you like to communicate with and you know personally on the phone? Yeah. Look, in this day and age, based on my schedule with with you know with the amount of listings and sales that we run, you know I try and connect with at least twenty of my clients um, in person per day. Um, you know, sometimes it's 30, but, but, but my minimum is 20. Um, you know, it used to be a minimum of 50, but, you know, that was when I was sort of growing the database. Now it's sort of more about just maintaining that contact. So I think for those of you out there that are, that are sort of starting a business or that are in that momentum stage, the number needs to be at least 50. Um, I tend to do a little bit of prospecting each day. I don't like, you know, spending one full day a week prospecting. I like to break it up. Yep. Um, one of these people that finds it a little bit hard to keep still sometimes. So, um, you know, making 20 or 30 phone calls in a day for me from a prospecting point of view is, is quite manageable. And then obviously everything else that's going on around you, you know, you, you're obviously, you know, talking to people about buying property from you. You're, you're, you're following up people who are looking at your opens and everything else. So, um, you know, I would have thought that, you know, by the end of each day, I've probably made 80 to 100 phone calls all up. So I think that, you know, you need to be sort of making that many calls outbound as well as the ones that are coming in. Obviously, that's on top, you know, to, 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 to make a success of this industry. Yeah, it seems to be the one thing that uh, the call reluctance uh, seems to be the one the one area where, where agents seem to continually struggle, not having people to call and not and not knowing what to say, I guess. So um, they should be taking a leaf out of your book and, and, and getting started on that yeah. ASAP. I mean, I think there's so many things to talk about when you talk to people and, you know, obviously, you know, if you if you haven't made a sale around the corner, you're pretty sure that someone else has. So I, I think that I think that a lot of agents just have a fear that they're, they're ringing um, without a purpose and I think that's a key point because I always ring with some sort of purpose um, to tell them something informative. I never sort of ring just to say, you know, just touching base, how you're doing. I'm telling them something that, 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 that could be of interest to them. That, yeah, that, some news. Yeah. Uh, Yes, yeah, some news. And, and the other thing that I do, which I learned a few years ago um, from, from Dr. Fred Gross, was um, at the end of each phone call, when you finish a prospecting call, make sure you ask permission at the end of the call um, to to make the next call. So it's sort of like when I finish a call, it's like, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, it's great to chat to you. I'm going to check in in six months' time. Is that okay? Yep. And you know yep. what? 99 times out of 100, they say, yeah, yeah, great. And, you know, the, the difference is, the, the call that you make then in six months, they're, they're expecting a call. Yeah. All of us have those calls that we make where there's that awkward moment of silence on, on the other end of the line and, and they're thinking, well, you know, what's this guy calling me for? So since I've adopted that little strategy, I've found that, you know, people are a lot more open and they're sort of like expecting a call. It's not like you're calling out of the blue and they're like, oh, why is Peter ringing me again type of thing? So that that's worked really well. And yes, yeah, subconscious absolutely, and subconsciously, when you go to make that call next time, you know, without even checking, because it's happening by remote control when you're saying it automatically. But you're knowing that you have permission to call, so psychologically, that probably makes it easier to pick up the phone and say hello. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got my notes from the last conversation, so 
I'm one of these people that, that write when I speak. I, I don't type when I speak. I write and then my, my EA will then enter the, the last note into the database and then it's, it's simple. I've, I've got, I mean, I've, I'm more than likely to remember roughly what I talk to them about anyway, but it's always good to, to take any notes that are relevant on the conversation that you've had. It can be a good way to start the next conversation. You know, last time we chatted, we chatted about this and this, um, et cetera. So it just helps break the shackles and, and just helps create more of a natural conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, you're in a, an area, a very popular area of, of Australia or, or Sydney, the lower North shore. And, um, uh, I traditionally thought there's a lot of there's a lot of properties being auctioned there, but you uh, you look to be offering private treaty uh, as well as auction. Is that is that a departure yeah. from the norm, or or, or what's happening there? I would there? say that I would say that eighty percent of my business is is auction. So okay. it is it is certainly an auction um, dominated business. The twenty percent private treaty are probably mostly combined of of some of the stuff that we do off market. So we do do sell we do sell some property off market, and then obviously the odd client that that doesn't want to go through the auction process who just wants to do a for sale campaign, then then that's fair enough. Um, so that sort of makes up the other twenty percent. But you know, still, you know, the most favoured method in this area of Sydney, and probably for most part of Sydney, still at the moment with the way the Sydney market's been, has been auction. And you know, my view is it's just a, a very simple process. It creates a timeline for the for the for the sale, and and sort of helps create that little bit of urgency. And you know, and your days on market typically are shorter than they are if you opt to do a for sale campaign in this area, anyway. Yeah, and every market's different, and you know, I understand that. But you know, the agents that are listening that are more focused on private treaty, I just sort of challenge you to to think about that, that really the only difference between auction and private treaty is just that deadline. It's just a, an end date. Everything else you do in between is exactly the same. There's no huge cost, cost difference. It's just the cost of an auctioneer. So I think there's there's a few misconceptions in some marketplaces that are more weighted towards private treaty. And I think that's simply because, you know, sometimes clients don't completely understand it. And I think that's a, a common trap that some agents fall into. They think that you know the consumer knows as much as they do. I mean, they don't. Um, you've got to you've got to help educate them. You've got to you've got to show them the way. Yeah, and your open homes associated with with your listings, obviously, are notoriously a great a great source of making new contacts. Do you have any specific yep. specific model or or concept around your opens? Yeah, look, I mean, we love open homes, and you know, it's it's sort of show day. It's 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 where we're out to try and impress and. You know, we, we we always invite as many neighbours as we can to our opens and to our auctions and we tell them about every time we've, we've sold a property that's relevant to them, et cetera. So we're, the way I look at it, we're, we're almost prospecting every minute of the day somehow. Yeah. Um, but but Saturday is so important and, you know, much the same as Adrian Bow and, and Adrian's taught plenty of people lots of stuff, but one of the key things that, that I've learned from Adrian is that you know, any person that owns a piece of real estate should be in your database, um, whether they're right in your core or, or in your, your space of influence or they're, they're outside of your core. Adrian probably gives out more referrals than, than he makes sales. I mean, the guy knows so many people. Um, so, you know, we've got our KPIs based around getting people into the database. We not, might, they might not be ready for an appraisal yet, but get them into the database, start servicing them, build the relationship and, and that will happen. So, my my view is you never force your way into the door. If it's meant if it's meant to happen, it will happen. But if it's not, then be patient. 
and it will happen. Um, but, you know, we, we're very big on getting people's postcodes that open so we can sort of work out whether they live in the local area or whether they're from out of area. You know, we do our research before we start our follow-up so that we know whether we're talking to someone who owns a property in the area. So just little things like that that we've implemented into the business over the years that, that has just helped us grow that database. And essentially, that's what it's about. The bigger database you have, the, the, the more opportunities you're going to create and the more opportunities you create, the more sales you're going to make. Okay. Okay. Love it. If, uh, let's move towards winding up. A couple more questions, if you don't mind. If, yeah, sure. If you had to get a listing today, um, what would you do? I guess you'd jump on the phone. What if you didn't have a contact list? Look, I'd, I'd be out there face-to-face. I'd be knocking on doors. I'd be, I'd be getting you know, the call list from RP Data. I'd be cold calling. I mean, this is the thing that most agents don't do, um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like what you've got to do. There, there's no easy solutions. I would have a prospecting plan in place. Um, if you live in my marketplace, you you receive some message of success every seven to ten, ten days. And when I say a message of success, it could be a just sold card, it could be a an auction invite card, it could be a just listed card, uh, it could be a card that we put out every three properties we sell. Um, we do quarterly brochures, we do annual property reports. So you can imagine what that looks like. And I'm a firm believer that someone that isn't selling today might be selling next week. Yeah, their situation may change. So yeah. you've got to be you know, and that's where the word consistency comes into play. You've got to be um, top of mind, front of mind the whole time. Um, you know, for every thousand pieces of prospecting material you drop, you're probably going to get one call. You know, it's not a lot. But as you start to do it more consistently, people start to connect with you as a brand and with you as a person. Um, and that's when the phone starts to ring a little bit more. And on top of that, you know, you've got to be on the phone. You've got to be getting face-to-face. You've got to be looking for opportunities. You've got to be networking. You've got to be, you know, seeing what you can do within the community. We're huge um, givers. We hugely believe in giving back to the community. We sponsor the local preschool, basketball team, all sorts of things, community gardens. So we're very involved in the community. People see us as people as agents that that generally go out of our way to give back, um, which I love doing. Yeah, cool, cool. And finally. Um if I'm listening to this and I'm in a bit of a rut, I might have been in real estate for a year or five or whatever, but I'm looking for, I'm looking to turn things around and it's not going to happen in a subtle way, I guess, because uh, if, you, if you want change, it has to be dramatic. What would you advise somebody in, in that? And you've probably already covered off on this, but, um, and I, you know, you know I, I, I can mean, hear your lovely enthusiasm and, and the, the timber coming through yeah. your voice, which is great, but what would you say? I mean, this business is about having a positive mindset. You've got to be positive every day you come to work. You know, you've got to just know that it's only going to be a matter of time before your luck changes. But, you know, you're in control of your luck. It depends on how hard you work. If you don't come to work, then you're not going to be successful. But, you know, you have a bad day. You know what? Tomorrow's a new day. Forget about yesterday. A deal falls over. It's not the end of the world because there's going to be another buyer for it. You lose a listing, you know, it's not the end of the world, but make sure you learn from it. Why did you lose that piece of business? I lose listings, of course. Everyone loses listings, but was there a reason why I lost it? You know, what can I do to be better next time? How can I avoid that same situation happening again? But you know what? It comes down to how energetic you are, how enthusiastic you are, how positive you are, because it's how you rub off on people. That's, That's really you know, my view as to a big part of how to become successful in this industry, you rub off on people positively and it's sort of like, you know, they can't not want to work with you. You know, you might go through a listing presentation, you might say 
some things that you sort of thought, God, why did I say that? But you know what? It came out in such a way there was such good energy associated with your delivery that people didn't really pick up on what you were saying. They were yeah. more focused on on you and 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 sort of you know being surrounded by that um, by by that um, conversation that you were having. If you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I think it's just. Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple business, real estate, and I think too many agents complicate it. Um, it's a it's a round wheel, and that's that. You've got to you've got to do the basics, and you've got to do them consistently. You've just got to have a plan, and you've got to stick to it. You know, there's going to be good days, and there's going to be bad days. There's probably going to be more bad days than good days, but yeah. that's the nature of anyone's job, isn't it? You know, there's there's positive days and there's negative days. But to me, when you're on a roll, that's when you prospect. That's when you do your dollar productive activities. If you're not having a great day, then you know go and do something to get yourself out of that mindset. Because until you can get yourself out of that mindset, you're gonna you're gonna lose again. Because people can people can sense negativity. They can sense when you when you're not you know winning, or they can sense when there's some negativity in your mind. So I think that's what it's about, really. Mm. Um, you know, and how to pick yourself up. I'm I'm fortunate enough to work in a in a in a small office, but one of the most successful offices in the country, in my view. And the reason we're so successful is because we all get along like a house on fire. We're all energetic. We're all enthusiastic. We all generally love coming to work with one another. We we, we love bouncing ideas off one another, and and people see that, um, and people are attracted to that. So I think yeah, I think that's 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 my view. I think you've hit on a really powerful point because. We do get we do get so many no's in our industry, and uh, we we get a lot of rejection, and and bad stuff happens. Sales fall over. We miss we miss sales. We miss, yeah. we miss listings. Auctions get passed in. So um, so what you're saying is is what I love. It's it's kind of our our the psychology or around it and our ability to bounce back. Yeah, I mean rejections are. I mean it's a thing in in any job, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but there's probably a bit more in real estate. You've got to you've got to have thick skin, but it's it's you know it's what you learn from the rejection, how to become better. Um, you know, I've I've knocked on hundreds of doors and had the doors slammed on my face. I've I've had the phone hung up on me thousands of times. But you know what? When when a person like does does that too, you just think, okay, well, you know, they didn't want to talk to me. That's fine. On to, on to the next one. You know, so don't don't sort of don't get yourself into a rut. You know, there's going to be someone next. You know, it's a numbers game. The more people you call, the more people you knock, the the more of all of this, the the, the more people are going to want to talk to you, and the more people that want to talk to you, the more opportunities you create. It's 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 as simple as that. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, real estate is often about finding needles in haystack, but uh, needles in haystacks. You know, but but they, they exist. But you know, you've you've got to you've got to work hard to find them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's that simple, and particularly in the earlier days, you know. In, in the first year or two of my career, there were plenty of times where I thought I, I should go back to doing what I was doing. I was, I was, you know, a successful salesperson in retail, but it was a very reactive role. Whereas real estate's more, in my view, very proactive. You've got to, you've got to create what's coming your way. Um, if you sit there and wait, then you know things will come, but they're not going to come in in any great hurry and with any great consistency. So you know, you've got to have a proactive mindset. You've got to. Um, know what you want. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have goals. You've got to have realistic goals. You've got to have stretch goals. You've got to have all of that. I think that's that's so important. And you know, to to be successful, you you need to 
you need to have those sort of plans in place. Yeah. Well, it's such uh, the best agents I know are very entrepreneurial. They they do make their own luck, which is exactly you've just given us a, a how-to on, on how you go about that. So I want to say a big thank you. Uh, inspirational talking to you. We haven't spoken before. We've never met. And uh, uh, I'm definitely going to buy you a beer when uh, when I'm in, in your part of the world uh, and say thank you for this. And thank you on behalf of, uh, of all of our listeners. Uh, it's been great, Pete. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I've loved being on, on, the, on the program. So thank you. Thanks, mate. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.